I'm Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Craig Horbeck. Join us twice a week as we talk everything NFL Draft and break down all the players who will make your team better. Except the Rams, because they don't really have any picks. Check us out on the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Guys, we rarely do this. I wanted to open the show before Jesse hits that horrendous music with a little disclaimer. I may have lost my temper for a bit. In general, I stand by what I said, but I am almost sorry about it, so... (laughs) (laughs) Forgive some of the yelling that you were about to hear. And as always, the people who I yelled about are more than welcome to come on and join us and defend themselves at any point. Here's your show. Passionate episode. Playing a longer than normal intro for you as Mike decided to get up mid intro, mind you, and go to the refrigerator and get himself a monster, which, you know what? I can't fault him for. We can all say thank you because at least I'll have a little energy for the rest of the show. We are bringing you the hot gossip today. Actually, it's not even gossip. It's drama. It's straight up hobby drama. And Mike couldn't be more excited about it. Isn't that right, Mike? Okay, I got up for the start of the show because Jesse said there's a Why monster. Why did you take the only yellow one? Dude, is the other, st- is it red stuff monster too? Yeah, they're all monster. They're this all- is a sales sample, first of all. Yes. White pineapple? Yeah, that's a, I, I mean, Dude, fine, you can have it. it. If you're going to start sucking, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not drinking that. That's disgusting. What is this? There, there were two flavors and you chose the one yellow Full of sugar can. too. I, no, sir. I, I didn't buy any of them. They were given to me. What do you want me to say? I, we only have a few can minutes. Can we talk about a- the hobby? Dude, I am so angry. I, I have tried to do a reasonable job of keeping my anger and my outburst down. Uh, and yes, I know we have a live selling platform as well. And so we hate all of the live selling platforms that we want ours to be the best and whatever. <clears throat> Let's totally take that out though. Cause this is really just from, I am, I am not going to make any plug for card shop live or any pitch for them or anything else. I don't care if you come on and spend money or not. I hope you do, but this has nothing to do with that. I don't think anyone would this assume that entire debacle with bleach. It is bleacher breaks, right? These yes. idiots. Uh huh. First of all, these buffoons 
not only are they stealing stuff, we'll get into the facts. How, how about, yeah, let, let's I, do the facts before you give your, because I mean, I don't want to bias the audience. What I want to totally bias the audience, I, which is another thing I almost never do. We almost always give people a chance to speak. Well, we told these guys that come on. Them quite a bit. I've seen responses now. I've seen so much evidence, what Jesse will get into, screenshots, dates, cards disappearing, then reappearing, this lax attitude. And then I've got this dummy CEO who's made more money than me and you will ever even dream of, Grant LaFontaine, the CEO of whatnot, responding to people on Twitter. Well, yeah, but they mail out a million packages. Of course, stuff goes missing. Hey, Grant, go back behind a keyboard and like make a spreadsheet. That guy should never be allowed to comment on anything hobby related ever again. I didn't see again. those comments. I didn't see his. Another total donkey. You, not only donkey of the day, the week, the month, the decade. Oh, God. Those buffoons, along with these other idiots, these sellers, bleach your brakes. Total clown show. They were live last night. I was in the live. They're getting roasted by all 300 people watching the live. Not to mention the fact they're still ripping clearly Don Russ football at like 225 a box. It's 160 bucks on Panini. Whoever is supporting trash like this in the hobby, when dummies come out of the woodwork and say things like breakers are ruining the hobby, you're wrong. They are not. But people like this are absolutely ruining the hobby. They're ripping people off. Their pricing is a total joke. They're scamming people out of cards. Then they play this whole innocent card like they didn't know what happened. And I guess the cards disappeared. And then I got guys who are the CEO of whatnot coming out and saying, yeah, but they're doing a million orders a year. I'm happy you're making a ton of money. Protect your people for once. Total clown show. I am so against whatnot at this point, I can't even tell you. If I had any type of damning evidence to burn that company to the ground, I would do it in a heartbeat because they are absolute scum in the hobby, period. Every time this happens, we have some weak, useless response by them. They come out and, well, we'll look into it and this and that. You don't have to look into anything. I can look at a building that's on fire and tell you it's on fire without having to run up and down the stairwell. Do you have anything you want to say? Because I'm going to keep going. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm irritated about this monster thing, too. It's a crap flavor. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't care for all of that because that is the response. The attitude now you gave is what everyone dislikes about Sports Cards Nonsense Facebook group is that people can just go on there and just be ultra negative and not have any of the facts. We don't. We uh, have the facts. First off, we have, we, have, facts. We, have, we, have, we have some facts. We have the facts. We First off, we have some of the facts. Mm -hmm. And I will go ahead and get this out of the way. My opinion is you are correct that they are. They, they did scam this people. This is totally different than How, the negativity in the Facebook group. That is, however, un, that is unsubstantiated stuff. However, there are many, many things that if you took everybody's word for it, then yeah, you could say that it's all true. The problem is we can't. That's my overall issue. But here are the facts. Screenshots, dates, here and the, statements. Here are the facts. Go ahead. Bleacher Breaks Catch went out. Bleacher Breaks went out and posted a card for sale. That was a one of one waddle. The one of one waddle was apparently pulled by another user uh, back in August of last year. Mm -hmm. And first, I also I apologize because I have to give so much credit, Big Joe, uh, Tall Joe, to Joe Joe Tall, Tall Joe. I, th I believe it's Joe Tall. Doesn't matter. Go ahead, Joe Tall. Yeah, it's not it is, it is Joe, Tall. Get Joe Tall so. from Facebook, um, huge uh, work he's done and continuing to do uh, pulling stories, not just this one, but continuing to get other guys examples of bleacher taking advantage. Uh, so overall, the Waddle one of one Waddle, uh, he never got that card. He made reports to whatnot. They settled. They said that, you know, he was in the right. He's missing his card. And so they gave him some boxes of stuff that it didn't sound like he was overly thrilled with, but it was all he could get. Now, flash forward from August to, you know, this last few days, 
the one of one Waddle <laughs> was being sold back on Bleacher. Bleacher was selling this in one of their repacks. repacks. Correct. That's something that is important to note because we're going to talk about that again. Uh, their repacks are go by the name of Ultimate Sweat. So that is a company that's owned by the same guy who owns Bleacher. The guy who pulled the one of one waddled reach out says, Hey, what's the deal? This was the card that I never got. And now it comes back in a PSA graded holder. And the company is claiming that bleacher is claiming that what happened is they went to, they sent guys to a Clearwater show in Florida to get some cards for their repacks. The, the a company there, a breaking shop sold that card to them. And then They've taken it back and put it in one of the, the repacks. The company that sold the card to them in Clearwater, they say they bought it from a guy named Basile Sports Cards. And Basile is the one who Bleacher went on Instagram and took a lot of screenshots of their conversation. The conversation, if you read through it, is the most word-for-word made-up thing. I've, I, it Thank looks you. like a 100% like someone typed out a script you say this then i'll say this there are points where it's like it doesn't sound like real conversation it just sounds like this is how you would read a story about it um that's my personal opinion i don't know but it does not seem accurate the basile guy says no you must have sent me this card uh on accident and i never realized it the guy who who gets never a one on one card, model, by the way, first of oh, all, this is a true. ridiculously nice card. You don't get this and not realize it. So, Come on. so I agree <clears throat> with you there because when he got that card, um, he also w- got like a Jalen Hurts card or something that out of I think it was like out of forty nine or something. Basile posts that card on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Why do you post that one, but you don't post the one of one? You, you posted other waddles, but not a one of one waddle. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, say say all of this were true, then obviously the Basile guy's lying. Because why would you not post that up? Now, the card gets sent off to PSA. They grade it. There's a whole weird thing with a Trevor Lawrence autograph that also got graded at the same time. It, so bear with me here because the coincidence is... So uncanny that it's hard to to justify that it's not true, but it doesn't look like the one of uh, the out of ten Trevor Lawrence uh, auto that was graded in sequence behind the Waddle is actually the one from Bleacher. It is another out of ten Trevor Lawrence that Bleacher also uh, also had, I guess, to send in to get graded because the autographs are different from the one that they posted on their Instagram and the one that PSA took a photo of. So again, that's just such a weird coincidence. So, and the reason why that even matters is, okay, well then obviously if Bleacher's showing that they sent in that out of 10 Trevor Lawrence, and then the next card was the Waddle, then it proves that it was actually Bleacher that sent in the card to get graded, not, uh, not whoever the guy Real is quick, who actually ended up getting it. This entire point, by the way, I would like, we're gonna, we need to reach out to somebody at PSA. I want to know who graded the Jalen Waddle card. I wonder if that's information they could share if they go back to the records. Who actually graded the one-on-one Waddle? If we gave you a number, could you tell us the account owner who subbed the card? Because I don't want to get lost in the whole minutiae of the grade switching. We're, we're, we're exactly. getting too far away from the point here. But the, so the, the guy who ended up getting it says got lost. Uh, he, he didn't realize it was not his. 
uh, because he was in other breaks with him. Well, it has now come out. We just got some additional information. Um, the guy says, uh, and Bleacher supports this claim, is that he was in a break like right before it or right after it, and he also had the Dolphins. That's why he just assumed it was his. Well, it actually turns out that he was not, that's not true, that he was not in a break. Apparently, um, he was in a break that day, but it was not the break where the waddle was from. Uh, so there, there's a lot of information going on that now this story's kind of falling apart a little bit. There are now many people who have now reached out and said, hey, Ble- Bleacher did the same thing to me. Here's an example. There's a Romo, a Tony Romo card that got pulled, never got to the guy, ended up in a ultimate sweat break. And uh, there is the, th- this is what the repack. pattern looks to be. You get a card in a break. You don't get the card. They make some bull crap because it's not only just are they not compensating all the time, although yep. the Brody got some boxes, which I still don't think is full compensation. They've also, and we've seen screenshots of this, will just go to whatnot. Whatnot will compensate you for a missing hit because that's whatnot's policy. Cool. So you get to steal the card. The guy gets compensated by whatnot, not you. Mm-hmm. And then these cards are just magically appearing in your repack product. And oh, it just happens to be you bought them by a local dealer because that one of one, the only one in the world just happened to be at a local card show in Florida as well. There are so many inconsistencies with this nonsense. And then again, like I say, I've got dummies at whatnot coming out. They do a lot of business. Shipping mistakes happen. No one's saying they don't happen. I do a a 10th, not even a 10th of the business they do. I ship cards to the wrong people at times. It happens. Sure. What, what doesn't happen is those cards don't go missing. I then blame the platform and tell them, well, you can take it up with them. They'll pay for it. And then, oh, my buddy just happened to have that card. Forgot he had it. This unbelievable hit of a lifetime card. Oh, he forgot. And even though he posts every card on Instagram, he forgot to post the nicest one. And yeah. then, oh, we just happened to buy it back. And then our kids became friends and they all played together too. <laughs> we built a swing set in the backyard. We're getting away from the point. There- and then it just happened to be back in the repack. And apparently there's other examples of this. There's another Trevor Lawrence lottery ticket gold that someone by the name of Candy Girl pulled. They never got their card. And then, of course, they end up seeing it posted. Um, there are two. I'm not going to say there's too many because right now there have been a lot of people who have said something that they didn't get their card when they should have gotten their card. Uh, yeah, we're not the addressing a lot of is, those. The problem is just getting enough evidence to say like, yeah, you say it, but can we get some kind of screenshots or something like that? Uh, so again, Joe tall, thank you to him for putting a lot of this together. There is another example. There was another guy. It was a cheaper card, but it was a perfect example of, Hey, I didn't get my card. You said you sent it to me. I never got it. And now I see it for sale on eBay again. Maybe that is an example of it got sent to the wrong guy and that guy didn't say anything. So he listed it on eBay trying to sell it. I don't, Ultimately, I don't know, but I do know that there, if there's enough people making noise, then there must be fire. Well, not even if just, there's it's enough not e- smoke, but it's not even just making noise. It is enough people with screenshots, conversations back and forth, admission of cards, not being sent some type of compensation made, whether it be whatnot or the breakers themselves. And it continues to happen. Well, devil's advocate. Okay. I, I'm bleacher. I sold, or I ripped that waddle. And I go out and I say, you know what? This is exactly what happened. I sent it to the wrong person. I went out, had cards for my repack, wanted to buy some, got the waddle, and they got it from another guy who I accidentally sent it to. I'm not saying that these things aren't possible, but it is, you can't just totally say, no, I don't believe it. 
whatsoever just because everyone is piling on them. Because I get it. Like, I, I, I'd pile on them, too. But at some point, I just don't want to be the guys who say, oh, well, because there are enough people yelling and screaming about it that we are going to side with them. I, for the I record, don't know. I, for the record, I'm comfortable saying that. After all, I've I seen, know you are. I'm I totally know. fine. But just the problem saying. is, like, we wanted to have them on. We, I, tr- I really, really tried to get them on, and they wouldn't come on. Obviously, another slight against them. I think that's a little evidence saying uh, against their point of view of I would want to prove my innocence. If you're not going to come on, fine. But I don't think people are going to come on if we're automatically damning them from the get go. You know, like if if we're known, they chose not to come on. No, no. But I mean, like if we if we don't view it or if we don't report all the facts and give a little bit of, I don't know, speculation that maybe it's not completely true maybe there is some truth in what they're saying i wouldn't want to come on if i know that they're, they're only going to listen to what everybody in the hobby is yelling at them how are we only going to listen we're saying come on and say your side of the story no, no no i know and that's what i'm saying but it we got retail kings to come on right and we Correct. we gave i think a pretty fair two-sided well, he gave, story he gave answers that anybody who wasn't like a three-year-old might actually find feasible and believable i agree not like I, the crap i've been reading the last day and a half. my my only thing with these guys with bleacher is yeah they didn't want to come on because still come on by the way i yeah uh, totally for now sure we're stuck talking to kyle instead of <laughs> reacher bleacher breaks but at, at, at the end of the day i just want people to know that this is a place that they can come on and tell their side of the story and we're not going to automatically just say, well, everyone else is different, so we can't, and we, we can't prove one, one, one or the other, because technically you can't prove that their story's wrong. I get what you're saying. It, you, it, fine, but the invitation still stands. Come on, have some backbone, and defend it. If okay. you don't, then I'm going to go with what my gut tells me and what the evidence shows me. We again, don't have to keep saying that, though. We've, we've said yeah. it to everybody. Everybody is welcome to come on if I call you a scumbag. Again, thank you to Joe. Thank you to everybody who got data. Sorry to all the people who have been affected by this. And again, my my overall thought is, yeah, you're right. It is. It does suck. And they burn whatnot to the ground. Call out that clown CFO like we did or CEO. Whatever I wouldn't. I wouldn't do are. that. I think that's a really stupid thing. I'd that you find said. out where he lives. But I think you shouldn't have done any of that. that but you've already done it. You don't think the whatnot stuff was laughable? I that, that type of response. That, that response from one guy. Not one guy. The CEO. The I, guy. The. I don't know what he said. All he I know is he literally said they do over a million orders a year. Mistakes happen. We're looking into it. That was the only thing he said. That's what he said in the tweet I read. <laughs> Here's an idea, dummy. If you're going to say something, say something. Don't come on and say, "Well, they do a million orders a year, so it's okay if we rip off ten percent." What? And then they're live last night selling. And again, the- not just selling, ripping people off on clearly Don Russ. Find a better product to price gouge on, please. Okay. The stupidity is as offensive to me as a the theft. I'm going to be honest. You're dumb enough to steal cards and then you put them in your own repack. That's again where that's again where I have to give like who does. Why would you do that? That seems like the stupidest thing in the world. People are greedy. Okay. I think it is a very simple explanation. I could be wrong. But anyways, Kyle is here again for Monster Breaks. I don't know why we even invited him on now. Kyle, I'm so angry today. I don't even want to talk to you about anything reasonable. What do you have to say for yourself? What's going on in Queensland, Queensville, Kingsland? What's Arizona? Yep. (laughs) I think that the bleacher stuff is a really good toilet read. So, so answer me this, Kyle. I, I saw you commenting on some of the, or at least you liked and, and had some reactions to the post. I have been known, you've known me for 10 years now, often unknown me. I used to lose my mind when people charged $2 too much for the twins. I have matured a lot. I haven't grown in stature. 
but mentally I've matured a little bit. The all the evidence here seems unbelievably damning to me. It's it's almost ridiculous. And the whatnot responses I find to be laughable. What is your take on? I want to talk Boma with you, but I actually am curious on your opinion of this thing. I, I think that people have to stop buying with people like that. I mean, thank you. That ultimately, I think, is the bottom line. Stop buying with that person. It's it's not to be honest. This is going to sound really terrible. Is it Bleacher Breaks fault? If they keep doing it and nobody cares. I agree. That's not a bad point, by the way. If you are stupid enough to keep buying from people who are scamming, some of that is on you. I agree. I don't agree with that because why? Like, I guarantee you all the people that it did that, that happened to them, they stopped. Like, it's all the people that didn't know anything about it. Well, they know when they're still buying. Well, they at this point. They know the people that were in that. I would assume at least the people that were in that break last night would have heard about that story. Correct. And I I think that if Bleacher goes live tomorrow or tonight for Bowman or whatever the heck they get, they're going to sell it out and whatnot. Absolutely. Which, by the way, I, I have always said this, too. As much as I have feared the Fanatics takeover because it disrupts everything normal like in our lives, right? Like we're used to buying from distributors and getting what we want. And, and now if you're not in with Fanatics, it's, it's going to be a real struggle. I do think at the very least, I think Fanatics sees stuff like this. And I would hope, like I hope tomorrow we don't see Bleacher with 50 cases of Bowman. I will say it is kind of insane that they allowed them to continue to sell while they're still investigating it. Cause they put out a post, the yeah. official, I'm not going by what the CEO said. I didn't see anything of that, but whatnot put out a post saying that they're looking into it. Right. So it's like, okay, they're looking into it, but you don't allow them like give, give the people a chance to, to be oh, safe from them. By the way, Oh, you open it up. The I don't, Oh my God. <laughs> This is more offensive than the urine that was in the toilet when I got here. <laughs> that was not mine, just to be clear. Um, but bottom line, yeah, I, I agree with you what you guys are saying, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we can. Kyle, last say question, for Kyle, sure. and I will go to the Bowman stuff. I, I'm as irritated at whatnot about this. And again, I'm I'm not. We said this at the preface of the show. Card Shop Live is not a competitor to whatnot. They sell more in a night than we're going to sell in a year. Like, let's be honest here. We're not even the forgotten stepbrother. We're not in the same galaxy and we never will be you know how to talk up your company bro i try to be realistic though it honestly like it just it's just not so it's not me saying well yeah leave them come over here i find it so ridiculous that the response here is dummy ceo well they ship a lot it's gonna happen and then the statement is well we're investigating and all the while they're on their last night price gouging on clearly don russ I do think that's a total joke like i'll be honest with you i i dislike loop because they're a competitor and you're big on loop like you're the number one guy if this happens on loop, I would have to imagine you are not live the next night. I would assume not. Um, we've obviously never had it happen. So, <laughs> Sure. There you go. There's a, there's a feather in your cap. Um, so I, I think the response was, was horrendous. Uh, I think that if you make shipping mistakes, that's completely fine. Like it's going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. Uh, it, it's just way too much work not to make a mistake. Um, and that would be the response for normal shipping mistakes. That is the perfect response for like minimal, hey, we shipped the car to the wrong person. We're trying to figure it out. That's the perfect response for that. This is not a normal like shipping mistake situation. This is we're not getting people their cards and they're somehow ending up in our own repack. Yeah. No, obviously it's garbage. it's garbage. 
But All what right. about that Bowman but product? There's Kyle? a baseball but thing. But about that Bowman. All right, first off, I did I told Kyle, I was like, five minutes, Bowman talk. It's gonna be great. Literally on here threatening CEOs. I'm ready to lose my yep. mind. Mm-hmm. This is why I could never be ultra rich, because I would just <laughs> I would just go after people. It would be horrendous. Anyways, uh Bowman 2023 drops on Wednesday. Uh first off, one through ten, your rating from a distance. We obviously haven't seen a lot broken. I'm sure you've seen some of the product. Your your feeling today, I am a seven point eight which is pretty high on my rankings. We're talking product as a whole. You're a 7.8. We're talking product as a whole. Oh, it's a good point. The preface is product as a whole compared to market value. So hobby no. boxes, I'm putting at 280. Jumbo's at 600. For that price, I think the product right now is a 7.8. Checklist and what I'm anticipating. Bowman's always a nine. I don't care what the price is. Bowman's a nine. Real? All the time. See, I just, oh. I'm, even for the customer though, Yes, because some the, ceiling, of the-, the ceiling is so much higher than any other baseball product that's not even close. So the the you could open icons and you can hit a $4,000 relic or you can open Bowman for one quarter of the price and hit $20,000 cards. And there's multiple of them. So on, your, so on your grading scale then, if all Bowman is a nine, is this just right fall in line? Yes. Okay. See, I was a little bit high on it because I thought it came. I actually thought for once it came out a little cheaper than I thought. I thought these were going to come out three fifty and seven hundred. When I saw the original two seventy five, two eighty, and now actually Jumbo, I don't know what it's going for now because it's not available anywhere. Seven hundred. That's what it's it is. At. Seven, okay. Yep. So then, what are your what are your thoughts on the checklist on the product? Like, who stands out to you aside from maybe the top three, four guys that everybody knows? There's only three top one hundred guys, right? Um, so I think that's right. So. But one of them is like insane. So Drew Jones is uh, oh four. Huge. Real quick, Kyle. Hang on. Let me just four. So Drew Jones is twenty one. Kyle Harrison, but he's a pitcher. Who cares? Is thirty five. Cam Collier is sixty seven, and Edward Julian. That's the twin stud. Is ninety seven. So yeah, four I threw, out of top one hundred. I threw out the pitcher. <laughs> Fair. Nobody likes pitchers. I don't even know who he plays for. So that's all right. So, so the, the the one guy. I mean, to, to be twenty one already. Uh, he's going to be insane. He's by far the biggest chase. Um, you got to realize with Bowman, a lot of the Dominican guys are in here um, with the mix of last year's draft. So um, you're not going to get a lot of top 100 guys. They don't have enough games under their belt in the Dominican Summer League or wherever they're playing. It's just not possible to be in the top 100 unless you're you were Jason Dominguez right away, right? Um, so uh, a lot of these guys are 17 and 18 years old. They're going to be top 100 guys at some point. Um, they just, once again, they don't have enough games under their belt for them to be ranked in, in that list. Uh, where Drew Jones has pedigree. Uh, Jacob Berry has pedigree. He's not a top 100 guy, but he's got massive pedigree. Um Third so, baseman for the Marlins, by the way. Yep. Yeah, he was the number six overall pick in the draft. Uh, LSU guy, absolute stud. Struggling right now a little bit, but, I mean, who cares, right? Like, it's it, it's always a step up. They're going to struggle. Um, the, the top ten uh, guys, I, I would say, um, I love Drew Jones. Obviously, he's local to us, so that's huge for us. Cam Collier's big. Just uh, Crawford's big. My favorite guy that I don't know that anybody thinks is a top ten guy is the Dodgers kid. Is that Josu DePaula? 
Um, if, if I had unlimited amounts of money, I would say that would be the guy I would chase. I love it because he's in a big market. Uh, he's a five tool guy already. He's so young. Um, I love, I like him a lot. Did you know he's Stefan Marbury's nephew, by the way? Yes. Yeah. I don't hate that. Starberry. That's cool. He's got the genetics. Like we're they call ready him to baby, go. even as a nickname, they call him Baby Yordan. Yeah. This kid's gonna explode price wise. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. Uh and I think a lot of people don't have him in the top ten. Uh I think they have him in like, hey, this is our top tier guys, but I don't know that he's the head of some of these other guys. Um I like him a lot. Um the, the Mariners, if you're buying into pick your team breaks, by the way, the Mariners are so stacked in this beyond belief. That's the squad that you can really get a lot of value back because they got a lot of tier two guys, tier three that could explode. Um, so I, I really like them a lot. Yeah, Lazaro Montez is the 18-year-old outfielder with some power. International kid, so he's not ranked, but people like him. Gabriel Gonzalez, they say, is a stud. Michael Arroyo, the shortstop. Alex Sanchez. They have four guys under 21 who have their first, not only Chrome, but first autos. They also have a, a super late-round guy, but he's 18. This Martin Gonzalez kid, the other shortstop, it's funny. Everybody says the same thing. Kind of a ceiling, but he's going to have some ability here and there, and he's a high risk. I agree, though. I think the Mariners are stacked. I actually like the Orioles, too. Uh, I know everything's about first prospects and all I have are three tier guys, but I kind of like the rookie chase with Adley and Gunner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, the Ad- Adley's uh, phenomenal as expected. Gunner is struggling. Um, uh, he's put together a couple good games lately, but uh, Ad- Gunner's going to struggle all year. Um, Adley's going to be good all year uh, and rise to superstardom, I would assume, soon. Um, and then I think Gunner breaks out next year, personally. All right, so let me let me hit you with these two that I actually agree. I thought Gunner would do it this year, but I don't think he will. Uh, f- top five teams, price-wise, let's take out the Diamondbacks. I know they're number one. They're, it seems like they're far and away number one, too, which they should be. Drew is going to sell out of this world. You obviously are making PYTs. I know Monsters, we've probably filled 85 cases by now. You guys are savages. Next five teams, like who's two through six in terms of price in your PYTs? So... The D-backs, you're right, they're one. Um, but they're not only one because of Drew. The De Los Santos kid is a – that's a big chase. They've got two really good chases on, on their team. Uh, two um, – I, I would I would price, personally, the Mariners, the Rays, the Yankees, the Twins, and the Reds all in the same boat. Like the Spencer Jones kid for the Yankees – Remember, big market teams, no matter who the prospect is, you get a 20%, 25% bump in what they sell for. So um, just keep that in mind when you're selling your stuff. If it's a Dodger, if it's a Yankee, they're just going to sell for more. Uh, it, it won't make sense. Um, so I really like them. Um, I really, really, really like the Twins, which... Eduardo Julian, that's the guy for the Twins. They got a couple other guys. But I think when you're buying some of these teams this year, a lot of these teams have like three tier two guys, right? That's an awesome chase. Like that's a crazy, crazy good value because they're going to be undervalued and pick your teams and you're going to be able to swipe them and just hope that one of them is a dude. 
I agree. Let me, okay. So then flip side of that, obviously, cause I do, I do think this as well. This was one of the other things I thought when looking at the list, like I, and I made my own PYTs, which I always tell guys, my first PYT, I'm sure you guys are the same in two weeks, this PYT, the D backs are still going to be expensive. It's going to look so stupidly different. It's not funny. Cause it just seems like buying trends are wild. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same D backs to me were by far the most expensive. I had the reds Rays, mariners, uh, kind of in that 250, 275 range, Yankees, Twins, Dodgers, you know, all those guys. But I also thought this year, and maybe this is just my imagination, there's like no middle ground this year. I feel like there's like huge teams, and then there are just a lot of really weak, because I was trying to do random teams, because I just, I like random teams breaks, because I think the chase is fun. Like you can get in for a reasonable price. But like looking at this one, I was like, man, I, I actually, for the first time, was like, I don't love the random team breakdown on this. We're still going to post them. But is is that, like, did you see the same? I am just curious. What were your thoughts on that? See, I, I disagree with random teams this year. I thought that there's like 10 to 12 really good teams. So people are going to be happy doing random teams because there's 10 to 12 teams that you're like, oh, hell, hell yeah. Like, I'm happy to hit that team. Um. I really like grouping the teams this year. Like, we're going to start grouping them. So we're going to have 10 groups. They're going to be basically snake-drafted in value. So, like, your one spot will have the D-backs, the Nationals, and the White Sox. The White Sox and Nationals are the worst two teams, but who cares? You're going to get the D-backs. And then your 10 spots can have the Red Sox, Cubs, and Blue Jays, which is a crazy good combo. Um, so I like doing that because every spot is, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be able to chase something really nice in this spot. That's actually what we did with Bowman's Best. I did two, You got two spots each. It was snake draft, so one is 30. So you got the Mariners and whatever, the Rockies. I didn't think about doing that now. That's half the reason I had you on, by the way. I was like, man, this guy's going to have some good breaks, and I got a mountain of this stuff. I can I, really— I need, I need 1% of—if you post that format, I, I need 1%, please. I'm going to put that on Zender's tab, and we're going to call it even. I think okay. that's fair. That's, I don't think that's, that's unreasonable. That's fair. Uh, so let me leave you with this then. Uh, we talked about the good teams, some of the bad teams. Sleeper pick for the guys who, because there's a ton of guys obviously in the middle. You know, I can't spend 400 bucks, but I also don't, I'm just going off my pricing. I can't spend 400 on the D-backs, but I have a little bit more than 20 for the Nationals White Sox. I'm in the $75 range. And this was the range I actually struggled with. Who's your kind of mid-tier team that you like with a little bit of upside maybe kind of in that middle ground price range? By the way, I was way too low on the Red Sox. I am acknowledging that. Marlins? Marlins aren't bad, but Jacob Berry's expensive. I'm trying to think. I, I had the Marlins like at 150. Yeah, we, we might. I, I have them valued lower because he's struggling. Um, okay. I, I have them a little bit lower. I like them. The, the Giants, number one pitcher in the draft, n- number one guy in the product for a pitcher, that's not a bad one to take, right? Uh, Giants always breed top-level pitching. Think about that organizationally. I mean, they burn them out in like eight years, but the the top-level pitching that comes out of the Giants organization is absolutely absurd. So I would assume they're going to be able to groom this kid as well. So Giants, Guardians, Angels, I think are probably those three then because I had them in the same 40-50 range. I know your guy, Roman Anthony. A lot of people are really high on Roman Anthony from what I'm reading. See, that's the team to me. The Sox are the team, when I said about the PYT stuff, 65, 75 bucks for these first couple, they're going to be 150 bucks in a week. I think he's going to come out and sell crazy. I think you're right. He's going to be, he's going to sell really well. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm with you on the Roman Anthony thing. I, big market, 
he's going to be one of their only chases in the product. Uh, and I just think he's going to sell much better than we think. I'm going to go back to screaming about whatnot and bleacher hits now. Thank you for jumping on, man. I appreciate the time. I wanted a Bowman aficionado, so I guess you <laughs> wore that so much. Today. Awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you both. All right, so there you go. Kyle Rhino Reno from Monster Breaks. It is true. I it think is this, Reno, by the way. Just I will always be Rhino. Rhino. The one-horned man. There you go. So, yeah, I guess the overall point, too, the reason I had Kyle on is I did want to at least discuss some specifics. And I'll tell you the other weird thing with this is jumbo cases this year are, like, impossible to find. Like, they are not for oh, really? sale anywhere anymore. So Just sold out. Like, even from Fanatics, you've tried to get them? and No, Fanatics still has some. Oh. But they're not available on, like, Blowout, DA, anywhere. At least oh. as of last night, they were. They just said out of stock, which is never the case. That means they're holding the price to see what they are. Oh. Um, I'll be curious what the stuff releases as. we got a bunch of breaks we're going to start. We have a few already full. We're going to have, if you're looking for Bowman breaks, they will be on Card Shop Live. Sports Cards Nonsense are stored there. Uh, We have PYTs posted. We'll have random teams. We're even going to do like smaller breakdowns of like a box of hobby and a box of jumbo, two of each. Because again, it's an expensive product. I'd like to give guys the chance. And I'll tell you another thing. I am absolutely stealing that idea of the whole tiered system. Oh, tiered? Kyle, if you want to save yourself time and just send me the list (laughs) so I don't have to look for it because I'm going to take it. Smart. Um, I'm going to mark it up 2%. I'm going to pay him 1%. Whoa. Numbers. Two is bigger than one. So that's what you say. Um, New releases? (laughs) You say that all the time. (laughs) Bowman on Wednesday. We already discussed. By the way, do you have pricing on Bowman? It actually went up a little, didn't it? It was 275. I think it's 295 now. Oh, wait. I don't know why I'm asking you. It just is. No, no, no. I do. You said it was two seventy five. Is mm-hmm. that what? okay? Yeah, Hobby two two ninety nine. Three hundred is what blowouts selling it for. I don't hate that. So um, blowouts at three hundred, but there I didn't look up jumbo to just to it's see. Out of stock. They they don't even have a price on yep. it. Okay, gotcha. He um, said seven hundred though, and he's pretty dialed in. So I mean that makes okay. sense. Yeah, the other one is is weird. Bowman's best university college football. It has logos, and it has what people are calling an unbelievably loaded football class coming up. This I'm really curious. I bought on. a few cases and I did oh, not. Oh, did you really? I hate college sport. I don't even like college students. Yeah. I don't like people who went to college. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't expect to have any interest in this. Yeah. I can tell you two things. One, it's not going to be for everybody because it's college. And two, we're not going to make a dime on it. Like after site fees, it, there's no money here. Oh, okay. But I think it's kind of a cool product. The cost was like 112, 115 a box. Again, there's no margin. I don't know how to break college sports. Interesting. By conference or yeah. like Jersey. No, I don't know. Ridiculous I never stuff. thought about that. Like you, But I'm, I think we're going to roll out a whole bunch of personals. Oh, okay. And again, it's going to be like 140, 150 bucks, but you got some crazy good chases and Bowman's Best is an awesome product. Couple that with the fact that it's the inaugural year of this product and it's a loaded class. Yep. I kind of think, I only got two cases too. I did not get a, a ton of it. I'm interested what this one does. Do you think the story starts to change as far as what a guy's rookie card is if we if this starts gaining popularity? So no, it will not change the narrative on rookie. I think what it does is, and I think what they're trying to do is, for example, well, I'm curious if you'll know the answer that I'm thinking. If you were asked the majority of people what makes the baseball card market tick, guys in the hobby, I think nine out of 10 would tell you the same thing. If I ask you that, what makes the baseball card market really move? What is it? I thought it was prospects. Thank you. Okay. And you don't even, I mean, you're not all the way in. I know you're in slightly. But, but I, I don't think most people outside of the hobby would I'm saying that. in the hobby. But, okay. People yeah. in the hobby would tell you it's prospecting. Like that's what put on the map years ago. And we yes. started having 17 year old kids selling for five figures. Yes. The Drew Jones Superfractor is going to be a six figure card. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. 
I think this is the play not to interrupt and not to try to navigate the whole rookie card class. I think what this is a play of is can we introduce prospecting to football? Okay. So this is a yeah. pre rookie card. I like the way you, uh, I like it's to, a perfect, to it's think a, of it that way. I'm a positive man. You know, this, I like to compliment you. I like to give people benefits of the doubt. Speak. I would Let's burn one to the ground. <laughs> um, while Just we kidding. were doing all of that, I did find oh. the tech, the tweet that you were referring read to. Read the tweet. I'd like to read the tweet. Please. This is from Grant LaFontaine, one of the co-CEOs of whatnot. He's a co-CEO? Yeah, I think I think it's two guys. Like it's brothers. It's like a real or, office situation. Michael and Jim. <laughs> we all know how that ended up. Uh this is he was responding to actually card Mikey guy B. Mike. Yeah. yeah, Mike Bleich. Um, so he was basically responding to the fact that other people are now coming out with their own stories of being uh, taken advantage of. He says, we've had sellers track all issues and the number of issues is actually quite small. Oh, this is a different tweet. Well, no, Which no, I'm no. glad to hear though. This, this was the one right. Like he, he basically did these back to back. Okay. Um, this was the one before the one that you're quoting. Yep. He says, we have millions. We have many millions of sport card orders a month. We're looking into releasing key data as part of this and providing better visibility on what we're doing, which we do a poor job at. So he's admitting that they don't give enough visibility to looking into this key data of like what goes out, what gets tracked, how they track it, all that kind of thing. So uh, first off, I I actually like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know you're already. It's fine. Okay. So hang on, let me respond to that one. Good on you for saying you're not doing a good job. I do at least, I like when people acknowledge that. Mm Mm-hmm. How long have they been the number one seller in sports cards now? What not? Been around for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this on a tweet. But I mean, fine. But fine. Obviously, I, I, that he's letting us know that this is happening. But there's more than likely this discussion's happening behind the scenes and has already been happening. I'm just saying. You and me are totally opposite here, which is okay. I agree. I don't, I don't mind. Sometimes that's good. I, oh, I think it's great. I think you're just as dumb as... No, I don't. I think you're doing a great job. I think you have done a, a well job of presenting this balance. Here is how I look at that, though. Good for you for tweeting about it. Why, why are we still having discussions and maybe we're looking into things? Well, I didn't say maybe they're looking into it. How, why are you looking into it? Why isn't this... Well, hard? looking into the issue, right? That's but what you're talking, talking about. They're talking about the tracking and the visibility and all this other crap. Mm-hmm. Why are you selling millions of orders a month and that hasn't been done already? That is my issue. You are putting the cart before the horse. And the result is, you know what happens when you put a cart before a horse? Some idiot gets his head stepped on by a horse. Mr. Red is killing people. Can I Can I put this in maybe a, a way that you would appreciate? When we're on the uh, Card Shop Live app, there are multiple things that need to be worked on at a time. Even though, is let's say we were huge, we had tons of money. There would still be multiple things that we have to work on Not in order. Not with customer security. You're absolutely wrong. I don't, I mean, how is, they're still securing their customers. They're still taking care of their, nope, no, they're, they're not. People are getting scammed by these guys and they're still being featured in live. So every night. wouldn't that be, ha- I'm just saying Please if someone stop. scammed on our site on the cart shop live, uh-huh. they're still scammed. It still happened. But and we would look into it. Even if, if you talk to them and you thought, oh, well, that actually makes a lot of sense. This person seems to be telling the truth, but then everyone started attacking that person saying, no, nope, not true. This is what I know to be true. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you look at it from a point of view where they have more information. Yeah, let me answer it. Here's why I know it wouldn't happen. First of all, I'm in touch with the majority of our sellers on a weekly, if not bi-weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I'm super accessible to every customer on there. When there are little things about a guy missing a $5 card, I hear about it and Mm -hmm. I inquire about it. Yeah. Now, I I understand when you become a a site their size, 
I, this, the owner of the camp, do all that. Sure. But I have people in place who would do it. The overall issue here is I think whatnot is totally out of touch with the baseball and the sports card market. I do. I watch how their admins and their moderators comment on posts too. And I'm like, dude, maybe you're great at sales. Mm -hmm. You have no business being over somebody in this department. You have no idea what you're looking for. They just don't. So I think it's a major disconnect. And I think it leads to people getting taken advantage of. So I I think that it's going to happen on any platform where you have millions and no millions question. of orders in a month. It happens on eBay all the time, right? Yep. No question. I don't disagree, but I still think there are other things that should have been taken care of before you ex- balloon to this size. Because for for a because you know what doesn't happen on every site? A featured guy does this. Mm-hmm. This is not a guy. This is where sports card radio, by the way, is totally wrong. Mm-hmm. They came out blasting him. Who's even breaking with these guys? Why would you? Bleacher's a huge name in breaking right now. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't know them doesn't mean that. They are a massive name. They're doing a ton of money every month. When that happens, I hold you accountable as the site that's promoting them. That's the other link, too. This is a fly-by-night guy that pops on. Hey, how are we supposed to know? He literally didn't ship. I get that. We've had that happen on Card Job Live. Mm-hmm. No problem there. But the guy I'm promoting and saying, hey, this is one of our big sellers. Promote him. Spend it. You know, we know him. Mm -hmm. When it happens then, you got to face the fire. And the fire facing is not, I know we're doing a poor job. We're going to work on visibility. I just think it's a lame and weak response. I think it's it's a fine to say it's a lame and weak response. Just to be clear, I don't Mm -hmm. have a problem with having a negative opinion on what he said. I think think it's just the full-on attack of him as a person just makes a person. Well, I mean, like as I'm sorry, as a CEO of the company just makes me think like, well, we are basing that all on a very, very limited amount of cases. This is when you think of the grand scheme of how many orders go through their site, this is very, very small. And it, it sounds like it got, it's getting blown up to a very huge thing, which I'm glad I want people to be protected. But at the same time, but how I'm many like, how many major scamming issues have happened on that site this year by people who are doing a ton of volume? I mean, we know of two, at least. But those are the major ones. But I mean, that's that's what I'm saying though. Like, it sucks. It does suck. It's terrible that it's happening to anybody. And I want there to be security as well. But I just think like this is the attitude that the hobby is bad at, where everybody like. As soon yeah, as see, you I hear disagree. something, everyone tackles on. It's like, yeah, I, I went on there and started reporting them too for lost cards. They were literally saying, I've never bought a, th- a single thing from them. I went on there and reported them too. But that's why I'm saying there's a difference between what I'm doing here and that. I think if you just came out and your oh, initial reaction was, because people said this too, I'm going to do chargebacks on my breaks with them. You're a piece of garbage. If you didn't get scammed, you have no business doing a chargeback. You're a piece mm-hmm. of trash. If you're reporting them for, for sales that you never made, a purchase you never made. And again, you are a piece of garbage. I didn't, but I didn't make a video about this two days ago. And we heard about it. Mm-hmm. We are talking about it now publicly for the first time yeah. because I've now seen enough to formulate an opinion. And that's I, the difference. And it is not a negative toxic opinion. This is one of a warning of there's a lot of this crap still happening on one of, if not the biggest and most well-known sites in the hobby right now. And I'm completely fine with that. So if it's you and me having a conversation or this was like a few years ago, I say, go for it, bud. Get it all out of your system. The problem is we are now in a position of influence. Correct. And I'm and trying I, to influence them to avoid scumbags like this. And it just makes me, because at the at some point, it's going to be the whole Panini, you know, uh, what was it? Trey Young and the Hawks. Like, 
everyone's going to come down on him. Oh, they did. They were so stupid. They photoshopped the thing wrong. And then it turns out, oh, you know what the truth was? It was actually the card was fine. And uh, everyone else was attacking it because we didn't have the Not all the facts for it. We I have know. enough facts here, though, where I, we have seen dates and screenshots and responses by multiple parties that I can now make the determination. The but, Trey Young example, and I by want the way, you to say, I, and to be clear, I want you to say that you have a problem with it and that you have issues. So what's but the to issue say here? that you want to burn it down, like, absolutely. I think there's a middle ground of sure. like being upset and angry and destroying everything about it. I That's think you know, my problem. I think you know some of that. Just I know, me having I know, fun and entertaining. I know, but you were you were very angry about oh, it. I still I've, am angry. It gives all breakers. It makes what I do for a living now harder to do because I now have to justify what I do and answer people's questions because they see a major name in it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, this other guy scammed. How do I? I can appreciate the personal feeling towards it. So there absolutely is. I mean, do I want harm to come to this guy? Do I think Grant's a bad person? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think he made a crap public response, and I think that company in general has handled this. Very lazily. I think just, he made the response of most people in the corporate world. That's why I guess maybe my and there's the, and, my and take is right to my point though. My take is less as offended by it than you are because I'm used to that. I've seen what and in your and, world and that's actually, normal. And, 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 and in this world though, it's not normal. This is a small community still. What you do affects people. How many people are exposed to cards for the first time on? And again, I am not doing this to try to be like this white knight, all ethical. But but honestly, how many people hear about whatnot before any other site and go on there and break? Yeah. A lot. Like, dude, they do an unbelievable job marketing. They're worth billions of dollars. They are crazy successful business people. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that. But if you're going to go there first and those all those new customers who potentially find sports cards nonsense or potentially find Card Shop Live and spend money there as well, mm-hmm. you've just turned them off to the hobby entirely because all they see is, well, at the biggest level with one of the biggest sellers on the platform – there's this kind of a response and there's almost no consequence because I can still go on there and buy a card tonight from these people. It has a much bigger effect than just a couple people being scammed. But and I, I do, I take it very personal. I, I And I, I don't think that you should hide that feeling. I just think the intensity of it when we don't have the final thought, because at the end of the day, they may come out and say, yeah, these guys are scumbags. Like it, the, so just to be clear, that second tweet that you initially were commenting on, this is what it said. It said bleacher, probably had a million orders across his accounts in the last year. Not saying it means that he or his employees didn't do anything stupid, but the sheer volume of orders means that there will be issues. We're investigating. And in the meantime, all buyers are covered. So obviously it sounds like I read that as, yeah, he's even calling them out as possibly doing something stupid, but you still let him sell, but they don't want to get because again, I, I actually, you know what? The part that they let them sell is the part that I do have a problem with. I wish that that is, I think is stupid. They shouldn't have he let them go back out. He is questioning their integrity there. That is my not biggest issue. This. And here's my not thing the too. response. If they don't come out with any response, I'm actually okay with that too. I can come out whenever I want with an opinionated statement on a public platform. The CEO of that company should a shut your mouth or b come out with a factual, bold statement once you know. Don't come out and tell me you're investigating. I guess we're going to look into it. Maybe something happened. And and that is an excuse, by the way. Well, they probably did a million a month. Say nothing or say something of of substance. That's my issue. And if you have a question in mind, then why are they selling? Okay. Because you're more interested in sales than you are in protecting people, period. Because if you weren't- I don't think they care about the sales of that one guy. well, Well, they must because they're letting him sell even though they think there's a possibility he's scamming people. You just read it, right? Yes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just That's saying. That's what annoys this- me, by the way. And you agree with me there. 
the, the letting them sell is an issue. The selling is my biggest issue. The response that they gave, the fact that they're still looking into it, and the fact that they're giving a benefit of the doubt is not is not as big of a thing for me, okay. especially when they say that they're going to cover anything that comes from up. Now, granted, I don't I don't necessarily appreciate that covering thing because it sounds like some people, like the guy who lost his one on one waddle, didn't he got covered with boxes and it wasn't what he wanted. You know, that that's not a fair value necessarily. And by the way, I hope whatnot goes after these guys too. Stop covering their losses. Go after them. I, I mean, honestly, I think that, that they that's should. That's my issue, though. I, I either want no response. I don't need the dramatic over-response like we got yesterday from everybody. Yeah. I agree. Too much toxicity, too much crap in the hobby. But I don't need weak, nonsense response. I don't need a corporate response. Okay. And you are absolutely right. In your world, the corporate world, that's fine and that's acceptable. Yeah. In this world, it's not. Because it's real people's money on the line, not just corporations and, and businessmen. Sure. You're dealing with Absolutely. real people and you are going to screw this up for somebody and they're going to leave the hobby entirely. Yeah. Period. Man, you talk too much. No, I'm just kidding. You did. I appreciate the balanced view because I'll be honest. This is a, this is one of the few shows I'm like, man, there are times I am like, dude, I wish I was just solo for this episode because I would just do this. You probably talked me down a little bit and gave me pause. Oh. Which is okay. Mm-hmm. But overall, I do stand by what I said. And I feel that, and, I, and that anger, by the way, I don't get on here and yell. I'm not going to make some stupid video with all these dumb things we see. Mm-hmm. I stand by what I said, but I still appreciate the balancing level. All right, we're going back to the godfather of the podcast, Mr. Chris Vernon, joining us from his car in a garage somewhere in Memphis. Chris, thank you for your time. We know you're busy. Oh, of course. I, I would never miss the opportunity to come on Sports Cards Nonsense. He, says, he says that so sarcastically. No, he doesn't. How dare oh, you? Oh, he did. I could, you know, just because your golf thing and your green jacket and your mascots are dancing and you get millions of views. God, come only down time, to the only little time people. Hannah watches golf is when Vernon does that. I know right, it's amazing. Chris, you are in the card world and obviously you're a, an aficionado on basketball. My first question to you. We only got you for a few minutes. Biggest impact in their hobby pricing if they win a championship this year, in your opinion? Biggest impact. So I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be like a lower, uh, a lower tier player to have the biggest impact of the stars. I would say Jokic, for sure. Oh, I agree. Interesting. Okay, just because he's already lower valued. Yeah, I mean his stuff's not worth that much, right? I mean, in terms of a guy that's won multiple MVPs, and that's kind of like the last thing on the resume. So I do think and big men are hard to sell and hard to, uh, I, I, the prices just typically aren't very good. Um, I would say probably of the stars, Jokic possibly Embiid, his stuff's still cheap too. Um, and I would say of like the lower tier guys, you know, that aren't like maybe like, a, I mean, if it, it, it would have to be somebody that like came out of nowhere and maybe caught some breaks because a bunch of guys got injured or something. So like a Brunson or like a Tyrese Maxey, somebody like that. Like in the in the case that those teams like made the finals, kind of like how last year when Luca did, and nobody expected the Mavericks to be in the in the West Finals. That I would say like maybe like one of those guys that not one of the hobby all stars, but that if those if those guys made some kind of crazy run then they would probably have huge nights, and and that's what I'd guess. But I'd say of the stars, probably Jokic, just because I think in terms of quality of player versus price, he's probably already got the biggest disparity. I already hate everything about New York, and I'm just going to say this now. 
I don't care about the Cavaliers, but I'm so sad that they are going to lose this series. What happened? Like, I thought Spider Mitchell was supposed to be this guy who goes off in the playoffs. I was all pumped. Mobley, Garland, the whole team was going to go nuts. And, like, they just can't win. Like, they cannot beat the Knicks. Yeah, I think uh, twofold. A, the Knicks team is full of dogs, and they've got a great coach. And so what happens is once you get to the playoffs, right, I I think people sometimes take the regular season into account too much when analyzing the playoffs because once you get to the playoffs, it exposes any weakness that you have. So if you don't have a small forward that's going to stand up there and stretch the defense and they're going to be able to collapse in half-court defense, it's going to get exposed. If if you don't have something to go to, like what they're going to do is take away what you want to do. And so you've got to have a second act. And I think a lot of these teams, especially ones that don't have playoff scars, I always talk about that on our show, which is, you know, just the reps, how many times you get into those situations and how many times teams are trying to take away different things from you and that you've got to prove yourself. And that's, that's kind of where you end up. And I think that for, uh, it's unsurprising sometimes when a team the first time through fails because it's their first time through it, right? Like now, now's the time where you got, and you got to figure this stuff all out on the fly. Um, there's a reason why veteran laden teams seemingly win the championship every single year. It's not young, it's not young teams and it's not teams that haven't been together for a lot of minutes. You know, you even look last year's finals, you got, you know, we ended up with the Warriors and the Celtics. Well, you got Clay and Draymond and Curry have played 700 trillion minutes together. And then even on the other side, going all the way back to that rookie year, you got Tatum and Brown and, and, and Al who played 700 million minutes together. It's, there's something about just being in those spots and then being able to convert. All right. For the listeners who don't know this, that Vernon, uh, not only does he have the ringer podcast, you're also a huge card guy. And you're also like what the spokesman for the Memphis Grizzlies. Is that right? What, what, what is <laughs> your show? <laughs> you, you, you a, promote I'm Grizzlies hard. Uh, I do, uh, I do pregame and postgame stuff for the, uh, the home games here. And I've certainly been a fan for 20 years. Well, with that being the case, I need you to answer the question. Are the Grizzlies better without jaw? No, God, no. For goodness sake. That's been raised. It's a question that's been raised. It is weird though. Right, Chris? Like I know that comes out of left field, but like we get that a lot. What is the deal when jaw doesn't play? Well, no, I think it's, I think it's more about the supporting cast and kind of how they run the offense. So like, even if you saw in game two, there, Tyus Jones is bringing the ball up the court. A, they believe they have to do it as a collective. And B, like you saw several times where, you know, and I'll just try to explain this very simply. Um, Tyus Jones brings the ball up. He'll hand it off to Desmond Bain. He'll hand it off to Luke Kennard, right? So now, instead of that screen being set at the top for uh, John Morant, typically, where they would back all the way up because they don't want him uh, or they'd rather have him shooting than trying to go downhill, and they're pinching in from the sides. Now they've got to bring Davis all the way up because if Kennard or Bain comes off that screen, they're going to shoot it. And so now you've pulled him completely away from the basket. And so it's just the way that you play. The answer is not having without John Moran. It's moving out Dylan Brooks and putting in Kennard. 
because you have to space the floor. If you've got two shooters and you saw when Brooks got kicked out of that game, and I know the Lakers are coasting, but we're in at 22 straight in that game. The trick, the trick is when John Morant plays, teams then bundle up on Morant. And so you've got to be able to have these other guys go off for you. You've got to be able to have. And the problem is if the kickout passes to Dylan Brooks, nobody cares. They're still guarding John Morant, right? So John's going up against two and three. And so the trick is if you can get another shooter to flank on the other side, then you've got a different deal on your hand. Based on his pricing, I would say that the majority of hobby guys are not holding out a lot of hope for Jaw. His pricing continues to go down. His silvers are kind of level as 2019 prisms, really but they're 750 right now. But uh, his base is like 75 bucks at this point. What it take out the grizzly out of your mouth, the big fandom. What are you really thinking about this series? Do they have it in them? It's all it's all dependent upon tonight. If they win tonight then they can win the series. If they lose tonight, they're not going to beat that team three times in a row. Yeah. But okay. if, you, if right. you win the game tonight, you split there, you're 2-2, two, two, you're coming back home, and you've got two, uh, you're playing best two out of three, and two of those three are on your home court where you were 35-6 and six this year. So it's literally all dependent upon tonight's outcome. All right, let me ask you two other quick ones, Chris, and we'll leave you alone here. So I think the biggest hobby impact to this first-round series is going to be the the one that's 2-2, the Kings and the Warriors. And to your point, by the way, Sabonis is a perfect example of a great regular season guy who is a puddle. He might as well walk on the court, urinate on himself, and walk (laughs) off. He is soft. He cannot score. It's pathetic. Anyways, De'Aaron Fox has been an absolute stud, though. In your opinion, again, you're the man. Who wins that series if you got to pick right now? I mean, I think that if you if you made me choose, I think I would say the Warriors just to pay, based on the history. And the Kings needed to win that. Kings needed to get that. Well, Harrison Barnes needed to make that shot. Because now that it's 2-2, two to two, I know the Kings have been, uh, you know, they won those first two home games. But you got to remember, we were an Andrew Wiggins wide open corner three from that thing being one, one in Sacramento. And so you've got, it's just the history of this. You got, I think it's 27 consecutive series. that golden state has won a road game. And so, and they haven't won a road game yet. And so, I mean, I suppose it could be 27 and one, but you got to figure at some point they're catching one of these road games. And I sure as hell wouldn't want to go to a game seven against him. And again, same thing, Mike, like back to what I was saying earlier. Golden State's got the reps. They've been in this spot 700 million times. The Kings are going through it for the first time. These are these are the playoff stars, you know, that you end up with. And uh, it's so crazy. Fox, who's a guy I've defended over the years, I absolutely love him. Um, I mean, I don't know you said the Josh stuff's down, but this is how fickle all of this is. You know, nobody wanted De'Aaron Fox. That's true. You could have gone and gotten De'Aaron Fox for 25 bucks, you know, four months ago. And now that's actually right. That is accurate. And now you can't hang on to that thing. I mean, every day somebody tags me on the, who would you want to, who would you want for the next five years, John Moran or De'Aaron Fox? And I mean, and every time the new guy starts going off, they do that. So it was LaMelo Ball. Everybody wanted LaMelo Ball. 
instead of John Moran. And then everybody wanted this guy instead of John Moran. And so Fox is Fox is the new guy that's hitting it. But again, like if they lose the series, his prices will go back down. And so it's kind of like always just a strike while the iron's hot. That's why I'd say for the next like week or two, that Brunson stuff will be way hot, way hot. You I, And you think you just dump Brunson. Like Brunson to me, because they're going to go in as what, the four or five? They're going to have to play Milwaukee. Well, maybe Milwaukee. I guess Giannis is playing tonight. Do you just dump Jalen now, or do you think there's a shot that Brunson no, makes noise next round? I would round? hold on to him. Really? Yeah, okay. I would hold on to him okay. and just see. Because when you get to that stage, if you catch a big game, um, that's true. Yeah. Now, now you're really talking. And I do think, I think they're a really good team. I think they're solid. And I think they're going to, I don't think, I don't think anybody's wiping them out. That's what I tell you. Oh, not right? to mention, not to mention Milwaukee is not just walking through Miami. No. It does say Giannis is expected yep. to play tonight. But dude, you're down 2-1. You're going to Miami. And one of the most least, it's amazing. Very rare is it that somebody is totally overlooked in the game and totally overlooked in the hobby. Jimmy Butler's like the perfect example oh, of that. Yeah. When the playoffs come, I think he's as good a two-way player as I've ever seen at stretch. Hey, so, like, he's a weird uh, but dude. Before I get out of here, I got questions for you. So I was, oh, I, was I was watching the video you guys put out about the, uh, you know, the buying the vintage stuff, right? Um, we're planning our trip to Chicago. So I'll be there for the national. So I'm trying to save up. And I saw your thing. I have scouted for the last, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe six months. The, the Willie Mae stuff, right? Um, the documentary did not hit well enough. You know, people did not, I, no buzz, not at all. no buzz over that. They should have, they should have dropped that in the summer. Um, that was a terrible decision because that, that uh, a Willie Mays well done documentary would have done very good things for people, especially like young sports fans. They needed to put that in the summer when most people were watching. Anyway, if you're me and you don't have one of them, do you think that if you're going to spend the big sum of money that it's better to get that true one, the 51 Bowman or, Oh yes. Or yes. Is the, the 52 tops is super iconic, man. It just is. I know. I know. Here's the thing. I own both of them and I own a, a much nicer 51. The 52 is a five. The 51 is a six. I think the 51 is still crazy underappreciated because I think in 20 years, People are then going to like, re it's already caught up a little bit, but I do think the narrative then is, well, that's the true rookie card. Bowman is still like an iconic brand today. Why wouldn't I want the first card? I know there's the allure of the 52 set, but yes, I'm a firm believer and I put my money in it. I think the 51 is the one to buy. The 51. All right. So to say, I mean here's the last thing I want to say to you, by the way, what's the, what are you picking on John about collecting cards for on the show? I'm talking to Morgan. You're making fun of John on the show for collecting no, cardboard. No, no, What's no, going no. on it's, here, it's, dude? It's not about him collecting cards. It's that oh, it's that he he. Uh, well, I mean, it's not about him collecting. It's about how nerdy he gets about it. Like I'm fine. You know me. I've been collecting since I was a kid, and so I have clearly I got the the nerdy qualities, right? And I am a collector, and I. I feel fine around my people uh, that are other collectors. Like I'm of the same mind. But when you start using like the lingo and stuff, that's what I make fun oh, of him about. Then we, I want to hear what, no, what's the lingo. Give an example. 
RPA. He said he was talking about RPAs. No, 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 not RPAs. That's not lingo. That's a that's a name of a like. I mean, that's a type of card. No, what I made fun of him of or for was PC. Oh, are you getting that for your oh. PC? And I'm like, dude, no, no. See, this is what happens. No. Chris is elite now. I forget. No. But Chris is the same guy at the car show. Shows up in Chicago two years ago <laughs> wearing the nicest backpack I've ever seen and a pair of sneakers that cost more than my dude. car. That's all I'm going to say. Chris is an elite dude. Do you know, do you know what? I, I, every time I think about being there in Chicago, this is what I think about. A, I mean, just geopacks on display. Just walking around with his chest out like he's King Kong in the medium car shirt. show. Um, the second thing is, and this is so lucky. So I bought a, a Stan Usual rookie. I bought a LeBron rookie. I bought a Curry rookie. I bought I bought a bunch of like really valuable stuff. That backpack I had, I put, the cards was in the backpack, right? It was not leaving me. But I bought one of those, uh, you know, those cases that you guys used to. Zion, Zion. cases. The Zion cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That have the codes on it and everything. So, so anyways. I walked over to like where they had all those big boxes. I think it's like, uh, what's the Pittsburgh one? You know, they got all the boxes that are there. Like it's like a oh, Steel City, uh, Steel City, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had like seven hundred million boxes there, right? So I'm like looking with my son through the boxes, whatever, and I set down the case, bro. Somebody took it. Seriously? What? I don't remember yeah. hearing this. Somebody stole Vernon's case, dude. You should have come to us years ago. We could have made a whole investigation yeah, into this, they, dude. Hey, hey, how about this? All the cards were in my backpack. The thing was empty. Oh, wow. Hey, that's actually, I mean, okay. I, the only reason I didn't like go crazy over it, I mean, it was probably like a hundred bucks. I think I spent on the case or something, maybe 80 bucks. But the satisfaction of that thing being locked and, and, <laughs> and, and them like trying it open and how long that uh, had to have taken and then opening it up and there's nothing in there had to be just oh so God. depressing. But you got to watch out there, man. There's some... There's some real shoplifters. You need to pull like a Mark Rober thing at this year's national and just fill it with a glitter bomb or something and just wasn't, leave it out for people to steal. Because someone thing, will. Wasn't this the thing on old Friday? Remember? Wasn't it Friday? They stole the ATM and they put all the time and oh, it was yeah. empty. <laughs> I think that was the old Friday movie. Anyways. Well, Chris, thank you for your time. Yeah, we appreciate it. I love you guys. I'm so happy for your success. Team Thanks, John, bud. obviously. So just want to make that clear and we'll catch you later. All right, buddy. guys. See this episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? 
you take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, let's go to Mailbag. Abe Apt wants to know, Mike, can you compliment Jesse? <laughs> I just did. Oh, my goodness. Balanced act over there. Look at him. You know, guy could walk a tightrope better than anybody you know in your life, Abe. <laughs> honest Abe, honest Jesse. Two peas in a pod. All right. Uh, Matt Shones wants to know, in honor of the NFL draft this week, which is a shame that all this came up. We don't even get to talk about anything NFL draft stuff. If we had to name uh, name swap our planet with another planet in the solar system, which are you going with? Matt, listen, I know Matt a little bit. You have too many things going on in your life to be worried about this kind of stuff. The answer is Pluto, and it's not our planet anymore. That's insane. That's your choice? I like Pluto. It was a cool dog, too. That's what you would... Uranus is an option. Well, yeah. One of us is a reasonable person. The other one's got their mind in the gutter. So, next. Next question. Noah Halininga. Another, another customer. Will they hype... Uh, will the hype of Prism Monopoly last? I think it'll cool off. But I do think it has some staying power. I think the guys overreacted to this. People like it. Who cares? Let them like it. It's really interesting to me because it kind of ties into what we talked about in the last episode with like Lorcana. If it's going to last, it's going to be because not only, you know, it's Disney and it's collectibles, but it's also a game that people appreciate. I think it may be something in line with that, like where it's a twofold product. Sorry. I've been doing a good job listening. (laughs) Lil Griff is back from the vet. Had to drop the little guy off. Uh-huh. Here's a fun fact for you. If your dog is not an avid chewer of things, yeah. they will get decay on their teeth. Oh, no. Little Griff, more of a passive guy, yeah. rather a snuggle than a chewer. Uh-huh. Brown on the back molars. Uh-oh. But to clean a dog's teeth, you have to put them asleep. They have to actually get put under. I had to drop this little guy off and leave him there today. Hannah just picked him up. He is now doing good. You spend I don't care now. more money and time on I don't, your dog. I don't care about whatnot. I don't care about parents. Bleacher anymore. I'm good. I don't care. Everybody's forgiven. The little guy's doing fine. So. I'm very, I'm very happy to hear about your little Bleacher, pooch. by the way, you little are welcome pooch. to come on, as is anybody from whatnot. I have ripped you both apart. If anybody from your companies want to come on the, the podcast, let me know. That'd be great. But Griffey's doing well. We can wrap up the show. I don't even want any more questions. Let's just give a, the people just a couple sports questions. Are there any more dog questions? questions? Okay, good. Sports questions. Rapid fire. Let's rip all of them. They okay. deserve it. Uh, Dylan John Blatz, should we expect wax prices to jump as high as they were in 2021 with the upcoming year's NFL draft class looking much stronger than 2022? Almost. The market was in a much different place then, but yes, the draft class is strong. It's going to be very high. I don't think it'll hit 21 yet. Uh, Roger Givens, would you rather have your grail card and never be allowed to collect anything else again? No. Or never get your grail card and keep collecting? Yep. Keep chasing. All right. I like that. Uh, Steve Scholar, who of you is better bowler? Well, aren't we pretty close? We are no? very close, but I think you've beaten me by what? Because did you break 200? Or you're 199. I think I was 197, was my because I think we did it in the so same the, game, which so is ridiculous. Okay. All right, well, that, you know, here's what's ridiculous I got seven uh strikes in a row that game. I've never gotten anything close to that again, seven in a row, and then folded. You can start calling me, I'm the Sabonis of the bowling world. Oh, poor Sobe. Uh, Jer- 
Do you remember Sobe the drink? That's what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I missed that. Um, let's see. Oh, Jeremy Byers is just making a plug for uh, Carch Up Live after all the stuff going on and whatnot. I don't want to hear Thank that you. right now. Okay. Thank um, you, Jeremy. Brandon McAllister, how is draft product coming out post-draft going to affect prices? Yeah, so you're talking about like football and basketball stuff that comes out still has draft skews after we've had uh, oh, the class. Okay. I mean, I guess it affects it because there's not a ton of hype in the first place. The reason there was appeal at the beginning is because at least you're getting it early. Um, but yeah, now, like Bowman's Best University, mm-hmm. like I wonder, oh, that comes out Wednesday and the draft starts Thursday. So that's not an example of it either. I'm actually curious what specific examples he means now because we're not really that close to that anymore. Yeah, he but, didn't give a specific. But for example, if Bowman's Best was coming out in three weeks after the draft, I don't know. I don't know that that really has a huge effect. The issue I see is when draft products are coming out later and later and we're already seeing pro stuff of the same. But that doesn't normally happen either, so I don't have a great answer. Thanks, Mac. You know what sinks? Jeff Howe brings us up in... I wanted to talk about it too. Uh, he says, with the rumor that Fanatics is acquiring Leaf, how optimistic is Jesse about the possible production of an improved pop century or something like it? By the way, this rumor is because Brian Gray said, like he tweeted yesterday. Yeah. I don't think I doesn't need to be on Twitter. Um, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I, something I never thought would happen. Partnership, just nice to see people are interested. Um, without naming anybody or even close to it, I spoke to a couple of people who said this is not happening. So, and I hope it doesn't. I don't. I don't want to see that. And then we'll have to listen to Brian talk even more. My disdain for him is well noted. <laughs> I would think that would Brian still have something to do with it if he oh, sold that's out? That's what I mean. Yeah, it would be horrendous. And also, I just even if you take away my dislike, I'm not sure the value of like what do they need leaf for? Oh, realistically, yeah. what, what are you buying? Can I just say though how much I would You'd love oh, pop I, century to have a pop century or pop century like product? Like it doesn't have to be. Because I know Zero Cool was the whole thing like, oh, well, let's do it with bands or let's do it with this or that. Just get a bunch of celebrities autos and do it where you don't have like a thousand of them. Like make it a real limited thing, which is what Leaf does. And I really appreciate that. I like that. That's why one of the reasons I like the product. I agree. I think and I think that actually is a good product. So uh, let's see. Justin Mason, can you touch on gatekeeping in the hobby and how it will ultimately affect the future card market and collectors for generations to come? gatekeeping like people trying to do whatever they can to preserve tradition correct i would assume or maybe it was i was thinking of it in the sense of like maybe gatekeeping and product or something like that like where you you can't get product if you don't already have an existing relationship but i mean the overall gatekeeping in the hobby i actually find to be way too extreme because you still have a huge facet of the hobby there's a good old boys network for sure yeah but it's like the good old boys that were like well breaking's a scam don't do it yeah um ripping wax of any kind is terrible. Anything but vintages. So like there's that level. The next level is like, you know, the PC stuff, but grading is bad. And so I actually think the gatekeeping stuff is annoying. Just okay. Let people do whatever they want and just shut up. If you don't like it, just don't like it. Who cares? <laughs> I think about that in all of your response earlier though. It's like, if you don't like it, just who cares? Just shut up. You see the difference though. See, I know I you're do. making cute jokes. I do see the You also understand there's a, I see, see that, the hey, see that thing in front of your face? It's called so a microphone. microphone. You have a responsibility <laughs> because you have a platform of this size, which you Listen. are 50%, you are 49% <laughs> responsible for building. Oh man, I almost legally got you binding on 50. Um, Nothing even legally Randy binding me to 49, honestly. Ott. I can do whatever I want. Just kidding. I would never. How dare you? Randy, I want to know, I got a PSA card back that had been trimmed. PSA did not grade it. I bought it at the at a show, and my fault for not noticing. 
It was an 86 Jerry Rice. Should I just toss it? That's a fair question. Do you just toss it when you find out something like that? Or do you keep it and I mean, keep it as a moment. Try and sell it to someone else and try to, try get to them stuck the in it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You probably just should destroy it or keep it as like a fun little token or something. I don't know. Yeah, a little memento Send or it something. Send to make like one that. of those custom cards. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about doing that with some stuff. Recently. I do like those some of those customs. All right. Rush that's just had show. that done with his Ted Williams card. He sent oh, yeah? it into a guy. The guy cut up the auto and like send it back like with a nice card around it. It's actually a pretty awesome piece now. Oh, really? And, he, and you could still like send that into Beckett to have him like oh, authenticate the auto. So that's cool. Um, all right. That's your show. We did it. All right. Sports cards, nonsense brought to you by the ringer, brought to you by the ringer podcast network powered by Spotify. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Goodbye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.